0: We work so hard to get stronger, happier, more productive and successful. But don't forget the secret ingredient. Get grounded and play. Playgrounding when it's time to get a life. Welcome back to Playgrounding. This week you're going to meet actress and producer my friend Michelle Barton. A little bit about Michelle. Her recent film After, which was created in the forty-eight film project, meaning they have to finish the film writing to completion, editing everything in 48 hours. Um, It finished in the top 15 of the contest. She also recently had the honor of performing in Christopher Fueling's The Song of Songs, a live performance. She's also in the middle of developing a sci-fi series, and it's amazing. She's going to talk about a little bit on the podcast. Um, She is also a facilitator for Dancing Freedom And when I looked at their website, it said they might be the next yoga. So that might be something I'm interested in for a whole nother episode. But today, I have something really special in store. One Sunday afternoon over Mimosas, I told Michelle about my idea for this podcast. And she just started riffing on the idea and play and how it helps her in her work, but also in life through the lessons she's learned becoming an actor. We usually think of actors as, you know, pretending. And that's probably true for most middle school plays, but not for actors like Michelle. She's been training and preparing for years to bring us, you know, riveting interpretations, authentic interpretations of our favorite stories. When you get done listening to this, you probably won't be ready to take on Shakespeare, but you will learn how acting techniques can help us. We'll learn that we're not prisoners of our own patterns of thinking and that we can show up in a real way for our families and our jobs, even on days when we really don't feel like it. It's really fascinating where she goes with this conversation, and I'm so excited that she agreed to come on the show and share it with you. Now, it's a little longer than most episodes, eight extra minutes to be exact, um, but I just couldn't keep cutting it. I think you'll be glad I didn't. And to make it just a little bit longer, before we start today's show, I have to confess something. First, I want to assure you that no, Playgrounding is not moving to a daily show. Some of you might have noticed that two shows were published what two days in a row. I'm still new at podcasting, and I made a rookie mistake last week. And the funniest part is that I didn't know I made a mistake until yesterday. I just thought that no one was listening. <laughs> I had only six downloads consistently for the entire week, which has never happened before, down from over a hundred because I'm just starting out, and I'm really excited about the downloads I've been getting, so I just felt bad all week thinking maybe my podcast is a mistake, my friends are done entertaining my silly hobby, and the sky is falling, woe is me, etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. And then I realized yesterday that only a few hours after publishing last week, I went in to make an edit to the description of my hosting feed and the audio was accidentally deleted. So within those few hours, six people listened. Yay. And after I fixed it yesterday, the downloads began almost instantly. And I honestly started crying and I'm sorry, I don't know. It's just so funny that I went, instantly to the place of this is never going to work rather than just troubleshooting my feed in the first place. So I learned an important lesson. And what does this mean for you? It's that this is scary. And I'm reminded by how I felt yesterday when I suddenly saw downloads to the, to that episode start happening is to tell you how grateful I am for you, how much it means to me to share these conversations with you every single time that you listen. I'm so grateful um, for each and every one of you. Um, My goal is to make these for you. And yes, I'm doing it myself, also for myself as a learning project and a learning process. So I'm so happy to be doing this together. Um, So the fact that you're out there listening gives me fuel to keep going. And I promise that the next time something goes wrong, I won't assume the worst. But, you know, these things happen. I just wanted you to know how much I appreciate you. And now, with no further blubbering from me, Michelle Barton. You were just talking about how we were nervous, and I always get nervous before interviews. Um, and, and I always tend to get nervous <laughs> before
1: shooting or auditions.
0: Exactly. or <laughs> It never goes away. Even if you're a seasoned actress like Michelle, it never goes away. And she just said the, the most appropriate thing, like, okay, well, how do we play with that? And it just makes me laugh. That's exactly the reason why I wanted you on the show. Well, I'm super
1: honored and excited to be here with you, and it never really occurred to me until our conversation one Sunday afternoon mm-hmm. that the way I have learned to work, you know, as an actor mm-hmm. and also, you know, crossing that over into my everyday life in times, it would be interesting <laughs> even <laughs> oh, to anybody is. else. <laughs> <absolutely>. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm happy to talk with you about it and, just, you know, also get to I, I just love your exploration on play. And oh. I do think that we need that, you know, the more that we can all play with what it is to be alive mm-hmm. in yes. the ways that makes sense to us. Um, um, you know, transformation happens mm-hmm. like inside Absolutely. of child's play. Yeah. You know, and I know kids are always reminding me uh-huh. that so much can be connected to child's play. I mean, they'll have tantrums mm-hmm. and then like, as soon as it's done, it's done, and they're on to the next thing. You know, <laughs> they're not like fretting about the fact so that they had a tantrum true. five true. minutes ago. I'm so you know? embarrassed, Mom. <laughs> you know, <laughs> what did that guy <laughs> in the aisle think of me when I threw that tantrum at the grocery? God, I should never speak about anything <laughs> no. again. Forever, that's my rule. You know. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. We're we weird. Grown ups are weird. Although we tend to make these choices as kids on some level too, yeah. depending on how yeah. the adults react to us. True. And, true. Yeah. But- but I guess that's kind of where, I, like, yeah. I've been gaining access, you know, with some of my own kids' stuff that mm-hmm. I made up mm-hmm. around things that happened. I, through acting, mm-hmm. noticed that I can make different choices mm-hmm. about how I relate to the world. Yeah, it's taught me a lot about compassion. Yeah, and my way into taking on you know, a character Mm -hmm. I've learned isn't actually about separating from myself. Mm -mm. It's really about getting really intimate with myself and learning what triggers me Mm -hmm. and, and playing, you know, with what it is to be human, what it is to be alive and, and learning how to specifically work with my own self in that way. Like if there's a character that's, has to start really happy You know, I've got to find a way to really authentically get to that space no matter how I'm feeling. And I might be Mm -hmm. the opposite of that. Or the other way. I might be really happy and this character's starting really angry or deep and dark and depressed. And, like, who wants to go there? Like, you know, so I have to own, like, you know, my own resistance to even being like, ugh. Even though I love acting. You know, there are these, like, these minuscule moments Mm -hmm. where I'm like, I don't want to feel that way. Yeah. (laughs) You know? And... And just how to play within mm-hmm. my own sort of self and mm-hmm. the structure of me yeah. to fulfill my job. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I've found that for me, the, it has to come in a form of play mm-hmm. to give me the most kind of malleability with myself the reason you inspired me so much was because
0: in that conversation, I remembered a time when I was going through some difficulty. I had a breakup. I was, I was working in a corporate environment. Um, you have to, you cannot wear it on your sleeve in that environment. Mm -hmm. And I, I was that day and my boss very sweetly came to me and said, you're going home. And I said, but I'm here. I'm, basically what I was thinking was I just made all the effort to get out of bed and dry my face off and get here and I'm here. So that should be rewarded. Right? And she's just like, we have a really important meeting and I can't have you like this in the meeting. And it wasn't mean at all. She just said, we need to put on our best, most powerful, most aggressive, good, happy faces. And you don't have one and I don't think you're going to today. So I had a migraine that day. I, you know, I pretended, I'm like, oh, I'm not feeling well, I need to go home. And I remember for a while I felt really angry that I couldn't just be myself and but I but I knew why she needed us to be there. And I realized that what you learn as an actor is something that we do have to master in some way if we're going to get along in the adult world. We can't walk into our cubicles, you know, wallowing in horrible feelings and we can't walk into any job especially like you know, just feeling like that. And uh, sometimes we don't need the world to know what we're feeling and in order to do that, it doesn't have to be manipulation. it doesn't have to be fake. it doesn't have to be just force yourself to smile kind of thing like and what you have kind of taught me is that it's possible to go into an actual acting scenario where you're not being fake where you're not manipulating yourself you're actually allowing yourself to explore something um, different explore
1: mm. the inside
0: of your, explore your insides and also your ability to have compassion.
1: Yeah. And then
0: let that manifest.
1: Yeah. And I mean, I guess in an experience like that, like, I don't know, had you had a tool and the time, because that's part of it, you know, to excuse yourself and go like, okay, it, depending on how, how Mm -hmm. you really like, was it in service for you to just be able to go home that day or go to the meeting? You know, I don't know. I needed to go home. Yeah. (laughs) But if you wanted to have choice. And I didn't feel like I did in that moment. This is what I want to learn. Okay. What would you have done in that scenario? Well, if it seemed that the thing was to, let's just assume that there was going to be a real soul reward in showing up for this meeting somehow, mm-hmm. and yeah, it, you know yeah. what I mean? Because maybe the sole reward that day was for you to go home and that's mm-hmm. real, you know, but let's just for the sake of play, mm-hmm. <laughs> they're like, the goal was to like show up to the meeting and really be in your power yes, and authentically yeah. and you were feeling opposite. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And, and somehow you could also excuse yourself to have the time. To work it out. Go into the bathroom.
0: Maybe. Right. Yeah.
1: Yes. Yeah, so the bathrooms where you have that mirror moment. Oh, yeah. You know. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, for me, if I'm feeling really, um, gosh, just in my own, like, really beaten down space, Um Oh, this is so interesting because I, different days, different things yeah, you know yeah. it might take me going, and actually, I'm really physical. I uh-huh. might need to go do push ups oh wow. and actually let myself feel like all the beaten down stuff, and then maybe I'm just riffing here okay? yeah, no, I hope absolutely. this is i mean I really no, hope this is, this is interesting yeah. <laughs> like I might need to go do push ups and let myself go into that real emotion, but then find my way of like getting into that sort of aggro thing, just with the physicality Mm -hmm. and then breathing really hard and then starting to maybe think about like, what's at stake in that meeting or whoever it is that's assisting with triggering these other feelings. Mm -hmm. And like, I've turned it into a ceremony for myself, you know what I mean? In that way where it's like, I'm reclaiming my power here and I'm feeling it all. And by, you know, I don't, Oh God, I've never tried to put this to words before. Um, (laughs) making run on sentences. No, it's okay. That's a
0: great Um, thing about podcasts. There's no like, you know, grammar, (laughs) please.
1: Um, you know, going into just, I mean, that sounds like the goal is like, how am I going to really find my power Mm -hmm. and sit in it right now? And you know, yet not like fake and put this on top because that reads as well. Sometimes we that would be like what calls for in the scene. Like this character is trying to pretend they're trying too hard. (laughs) Yeah. This character is smiling even though underneath it all they're falling apart and crumbling inside. You know, that's one thing. Because then you actually gotta go to the crumble and then just put the smile on top, you know? But this is to authentically shift it, I might do that. I might go into a real physical exercise. I might go and cry and let myself that like I might just try to exercise it, like let it all come out. And, and, um, I know one thing we were talking about is sometimes when I'm not acting and I'm feeling a way, like my way in can be to feel gratitude for the fact that I'm alive and I get to feel this color of humanity. Mm-hmm. I might need to be really soft with myself that day and just mm. be like, oh, I'm feeling so beaten down. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, I get to feel this mm-hmm. in this body and I'm alive here to feel it I'm grateful for that and I could start breathing into the gratitude from that place with softness mm-hmm. and then also be asking like where's the path from here into my power so that I can show up to this meeting mm. you know and and definitely breathing you mm-hmm. know so there's that path of, like sometimes is it this sort of going into this physical push up kind of thing or is it really about getting really soft mm-hmm. and finding this just this space of gratitude for being able to be alive and feel these colors and ask mm-hmm. for guidance on how to like and the gratitude can bring its own lightness yeah. you know and there's the path in and just start breathing into that and then for me, I might think about like, what's at stake in that meeting and how do I, how does my role in this company fit into that? Mm-hmm. And how can I be of service? Yeah. And sometimes that service question Ooh. is the thing that can really bring me out of it, like connecting to my environment around mm-hmm. me that way. And, and just like, well, and even kind of this part that's, that's broken down over here. Like, I love you, mm-hmm. you know, let's just put this here for a minute. And, and can I bring, myself to service here mm-hmm. and know that I'm going to be serving something that's even greater than the sum of its parts. Yeah. And that can be a way in. Yeah. You know, oh, that's great. That's um, great. and sometimes, you know, like I'll sit quietly in my car before an audition and, and I know like I'm trying to think of a specific example. I think a couple weeks ago I was feeling down in the dumps and it's something where I had to be like really light and airy and fun, and, <laughs> you know? And it was really just about sitting there and kind of going like, well, what am I really upset about? And it's it's kind of being real, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and like, well, I'm upset because I actually do feel separate right now from my joy. Mm-hmm. And 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 I kind of had to start doing exactly what I'm saying. I was like, well, these people, have been, it was actually just a commercial audition. These people have been <laughs> working on this campaign. And um, their livelihood is really important to them. Hmm. And I know commercials are just like, you know, not like a big deep thing and, you know, in terms of acting, but it was, that's where I was that day, you mm-hmm. know, and commercials that often are very light, yeah. you know, and you're selling stuff. And so I really was just like, I had to connect to the people that I was about to go see oh. and, and, and this, and that, wow, they have people they're supporting. They've worked really hard on a campaign. Um, and then I walked in and I saw what they were up to and I was going to be playing the role of a mother who was like a, who was, daughter was going off to college and really happy about it. And I realized I'm like, oh, wow, I really get to stay connected to my heart I'm mm. actually already in a really tender heart space. Yeah. And so then it was really about the service was to really connect to my heart and be mm. present in the space. Wow. I was like, oh, I can do that. Yeah, I can do that. And then light, you know, the lightness kind of just started to come in. Yeah. It's sort of like a puzzle piece, you know? Yeah.
0: It, it's interesting because it does feel almost like a game. Yeah. It's like <laughs> I mean, and it sounds weird because we're talking about like really serious stuff, but at the same time it's what I'm noticing first of all is there's a theme of of getting outside of this headspace that you're in, like you know when you're feeling the way that I was feeling that particular day, I felt like the whole world was crashing in around me. I was miserable. I I played the story of what was going on in my head. I played the story of what had happened to me over and over to myself. And it started me going down this well of self pity and anger, which we all need to experience. Sometimes it's not like we feel what we feel. Um, But at the same time, it's possible then to pull yourself out of it long enough to see other people and to maybe begin to reframe your story a little bit um in a way that you wouldn't have looked at it before
1: yeah like there's times where where i'm like oh my god i've noticed like i feel really jealous about something that's going on and (laughs) i can either i've seen myself do both things where i'm just like seething in this jealousy and then like pretending i'm not but it just is like getting, now I'm, it's like my body starts to hurt and I can't mm-hmm. even hear what people are saying. And you know what <laughs> I mean? You're just like, yeah. or I can, at the, with the partner I was with at the time, I could also be like, whisper in his ear. Oh my God, I'm so jealous right now. Yeah. Um, you're, in Florida, yeah. you're talking to this woman. I'm so <laughs> jealous. And then I would almost take the power out of it and, uh-huh. and I would be like naming it mm-hmm. and could have fun with the fact that it even came up and in a way it was like reclaiming like instead of it controlling me yeah i was like i see you and i'm gonna i'm not even making it wrong no that's the thing and i think that's what's really been the key for Mm -hmm. me is to not make wrong wherever i'm at yeah you know sad isn't wrong happy isn't right yeah you know anger isn't right or wrong. Mm -hmm. It's just what it is Mm -hmm. and what's in service to this moment. Sometimes if I'm just living my life, what I need to do well all the time, I mean, what is it that's making me angry? It's a sign for something. Maybe Mm -hmm. if I breathe into the anger, I'll find out information about it, but we can also just continue to spin it. And That's what I would, that's me that I would spin in it. And, and I catch I myself out. all the time doing that, you know, mm-hmm. we're like fake fighting with someone in my brain about mm-hmm. something that happened oh, yeah. last week, <laughs> exactly. you know, and, and so. I mean, I'll, if I can use that for work, you know, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, I did that the other day for a photo shoot, actually. <laughs> I had been arguing with someone most of the afternoon before a photo shoot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm so not in the place to do a photo shoot right now. <laughs> But it turned out, I mean, it was for headshots, so, you know, it turned out that I got to use mm-hmm. some of where I was at you know, to really fuel my headshots and I didn't make it wrong. I just showed up and was like, I'm just showing up present Uh and alive with everything that's happening. I'm not going to make it wrong. I'm not going to shut myself down, but I'm also here to play. Yeah. You know? And, and so in that space I was able to work with the team and let myself laugh and have fun. Mm -hmm. And then also. Go into that place and actually mine the stuff that I was really angry about. You know? And that was very useful. Um but being like in the day to day and like how is that applicable when you're not needing to be a performer or something? You know, if you're needing to show up in a meeting in a particular way. Mm -hmm. I really think for me it's about connecting, getting into these like one word things of our whys. You know what I mean? Like breathing into and understanding what's going on with myself, but then mm-hmm. also like connecting to what it is I need to show up for. Mm-hmm. Like what's at stake? Why do I even want to be my best in that space? Yeah. And and just getting real with those underlying things, whether they're ego based or spirit based, yep. whatever it is yep. that's gonna really support you in showing up in the way that you need to show up. Yeah. But I think the key is not making ourselves wrong for mm-hmm. where we're at because then it's like, it's like when we yell at a child, mm-hmm. you're in a child when we like yell at them and make them wrong, often they shut down, they act out. Mm-hmm. And I think the more we can work with ourselves, mm-hmm. like we're almost working with a child that we love, Yeah. even if we need to show up and be very tough on the inside, if we can work with ourselves and be like compa like really like you would talk like you'd want to talk to a child. Yeah. Then and work with ourselves that way, then so much is available. Yeah. You know?
0: No, no, that makes that makes absolutely perfect sense in the way we, we we're not gonna get anywhere if we're constantly ba- bashing ourselves for not being how we should be. You should, should, should. You should you know, this is wrong, this is bad. You know, we have to have that compassion
1: for ourselves. Um
0: especially
1: amazing. this day and age I think and I think Also, I mean, in my line of work, what's been such a gift is that I can't, as an actor, I can't judge my character. Mm Mm-hmm. So if I'm playing a character that I might look at and be like, Oh my God, that's just yeah. so wrong or yeah. whatever I'm shut down. That's mm-hmm. like, that's not my judgment. Isn't my currency. No. Huh? And it's it, like the moment is my currency, but my weight, like the gatekeeper for me with, yeah. is compassion. Mm-hmm. Like I need to understand not only how to work with myself, yeah. but I need to understand like, well, how would the person like this end up making choices like this mm-hmm. and why would they show up and be this way? You know, and mm-hmm. kind of get to that core stuff around like what's underlying how we show up in a given moment within the extreme of what it is to be human, whether it's a really joyful, loving, nurturing presence mm-hmm. to a psychotic killer, Yeah, which I might need to play someday. Yep. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And Absolutely. for me to judge that character and make them wrong mm-hmm. is not going to let me in. But it's also that when I look around the world, um, I've inadvertently trained myself to just kind of be like, wow, what's going on? And this is the way it's going. Exactly. You and know, which is, yeah, I think, really interesting and is. useful for healing.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think for me, as, as I learned what you are talking about, the thing that can happen is that in that moment, that's the last time I'm not the last thing I'm going to be able to do is remember all the things I could potentially brainstorm myself into. You know, I, I can know what I should do. And I know that the first thing is to get, get out of yourself for a second, get out of the situation. Don't let yourself talk yourself down in, in spin in circles with your own story and, and perpetuate where you're at. Or notice
1: that you're doing it. Yeah. Just notice, you're, notice doing you're doing it. Yeah, yeah. Notice
0: you're doing it. And the other thing is kind of look at the situation around you and see if they if their compassion for others can help draw you into a space of authentic interaction with them, um, that isn't about your pain or, you know, that you can kind of still exist with it, but then be able to reach out to others. This is some of what I'm hearing
1: you say. Yeah. And sometimes it's also playing with my pain Mm -hmm. in a way that can be, you know, there's times where I needed to be certain type of emotion or something. And I was like, wow, what's really going on is that I really want to get this right. And I really want everyone here to like me. And (laughs) I'm going to let myself buy into that. I might be failing. And sometimes <laughs> that kind of thing, just playing with my own insecurities Ooh. can really find my way into the moment. It's like a,
0: it's like you're, you're challenging yourself. Okay, fine. This is what's happening. It's yeah.
1: Like- and, but then it's, again, that's not making it wrong. So even mm-hmm, if we need yeah. to show up and be like for a meeting or something, you yeah. know, then it's like, wow, oh, I do really want to get this right. I do really want them to like me. Mm-hmm. I do. I want to win. You know, I want to win. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's my ego. Okay. But also, yes, that's my ego. I want to win. I want to get it right. I want to get the raise. And, and like, I find that if I'm accepting that also, Mm -hmm. what else, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? What else? I also want this company to thrive. What they're offering the world is amazing. Mm -hmm. Or I also want to be of service to the people in the room. But like, I, if I start, you know, it's sort of like, own the ego mm-hmm. and play with it, mm-hmm. you know, don't, but like, don't pretend it's not there. No, yeah. Or don't pretend the insecurities aren't there. Which is exactly what I probably would have done if I tried
0: to go to that meeting. I would have just kind of like walked in, put the smile on my face, tried to say everything right, but then underneath it all, I was in that almost shaky, sad place. That... Right,
1: and then you're shutting part of yourself down, mm-hmm. and when your part shut down, it's really hard to be a full service, mm-hmm. or it's really hard to be you know, in your full power. Yes. yes, And I think that if we own the shadow, Mm -hmm. what we would call the shadow, the things we don't, whatever it is that we think we shouldn't be, Mm -hmm. but we can accept them and love those parts of us and stop like being afraid of them or making them wrong. There's just, it's like they have less power over us. Yes, absolutely. And then I think there's access to that in in a global landscape that Mm -hmm. can be useful to us all as well. Yeah. You know, and just being like, Oh my God, I'm so nervous right now, you know, or like even today I'm like, God, I hope this is interesting or useful. (laughs) Don't sound like a total idiot, but you know, whatever it is, you know, and just being like, yeah, I Mm -hmm. totally want it to go well.
0: Absolutely. (laughs) No, that is what, and, and also, also approaching, even if that meeting with authenticity, I mean, you have to hold some things back in those environments, but at the same time saying it almost to myself, yeah, this is, this is a difficult day and this is, but this is something that I believe in and something I'm going to do.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, had you maybe been playing with yourself in this yeah. way, you could have said, you know what, give me 15 minutes and let's check in. And if you can't go to the bathroom, maybe you can write at your computer, mm-hmm. all the stuff that's going on. Yeah. You know what like I mean? And just really, really go into it mm-hmm. kind of like, yeah, like a dump on everything yeah, yeah. and, and like say what you need to say, all the stuff that would be the things you would need, thought you need to cover up, mm-hmm. you know, and be, within that also start asking the questions like what, what, How can I, is there a way for me to show up right now in my full power and be of service to this meeting? Yeah. But you're not denying. Yeah. You know, if you start with what's real yeah, and then perhaps you'll find that bridge. And it's all about the questions we ask. I had a teacher say that once, that our life is formed by the questions we ask. So sometimes it's just like, how can I use this moment to get to where I need to be? Yeah. And then your brain is just wired to try to answer questions. Yeah. So it's just also sometimes just shifting questions to help you figure out so that your brain starts answering the ones that are going to assist you.
0: Yeah, I love it. That's awesome. And it's funny. So like I, I'm making this little sheet and it's going to be available to download um, along with this podcast. But the reason I think it's important to have, um, and I'll, I'll get to what's on it in a minute is that in those moments we are not always completely ready to, we don't know what to do, especially if we're really kind of flailing a little bit, like, I don't remember. I mean, honestly, I might remember it, but I'm more likely going to remember it after the fact that there that I have tactics, that I have ways of, of handling those moments that are a little bit different. And so what I want to do is have a little moment that shows what the different types of play personalities are. And I'm, I'm introducing this in a different context than I think I might have. It might have just been boring. Like, how do you play? Here are the different ways people play. But the reason I really thought this might fit together is, um, Like we, we, we had talked how I've been really struggling with anxiety and it feels like the more I get close to the kinds of things I want to do, like doing this podcast or like getting back into music, um, I am more and more anxious and we were laughing and you said, play with that. And I just thought I automatically went to one of the play personalities, which is not one that is, comes naturally for me, which is, is a competitor. I'm not a competitor when I'm sitting and playing board games with people I really don't care who wins. It's it however the dice rolls, whatever, we're all just having a nice time. Let's just have a great time, get this when it's done, it's done. I don't really care. But I have friends who and we just played Catan last weekend and oh good grief. They are just like, Whoa, help But it doesn't mean just because that's not my go to play personality that I don't that I can't um, use it sometimes. We all have all of these in us. And so I kind of wanted to read through these and react as you think as you want, but okay. just imagining ourselves in moments where we could use one of these. Okay. Um, one of them it's called, and this was, you reminded me of the kinesthete, um, a person who loves to move. And, um, sir Ken Robinson wrote, um, the person who needs to move in order to think. And I was thinking, you know, those moments like yeah, as a dancer, you know, cause is that something you relate to? I mean, oh, my God, yes.
1: <laughs> yes, sometimes what I need to do is step away from the desk and turn on music and dance, or even, like, as an actor, like I said, I might mm-hmm. need to start, like, fighting and doing martial arts to, like, get into that more aggro space yeah, or yeah. whatever. Like, yep. yeah, or play a sad song and dance mm-hmm. and get really nice. get into my heart, you know, mm-hmm. or whatever. As yeah. an entrepreneur, too, for me, like, and I... Because it's part of... Acting—that's mm-hmm. entrepreneurial. The oh, business. absolutely! Yeah, like those days where I'm at my desk doing marketing, and then, 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 like I'm like, I don't even remember. Why do I want to be an actor? Again? <laughs> like, what? And I'll have—I mean, I need to find a way for me to make that playful. So mm-hmm. often, that will take. Dance breaks, <laughs> yep, yep, mm-hmm. you know, definitely Just keep
0: saying that kind of thing.
1: Yeah, move yeah. my body, turn on some music, get really playful, and then like bring that back to the yeah. computer. So you
0: allow yourself, you use this form of play to be a better, be better at your job, be better, you know. Totally. This is exactly the kind of thing that excites me about all of this, you know, and especially <laughs> the way you were talking about it—that we don't have to be prisoners of our patterns of thinking. We can actually break out of them by allowing ourselves to play. Yes! Totally! (laughs) (laughs) And so another one of them, it's the explorer. Um, The explorer, some of us never stop exploring. Like, we're more little kids, you know, we want to go run out into a forest and we just want to go collect sticks or, you know, that kind of thing. Some people, like Chris Gilbo, he's this amazing marketer dude, an unmarketer, sorry, Chris. Um, And he went and explored the world he wanted to see the whole world um so we went to every single country on the world and i just like different people this is what excites them so in a moment like that you know maybe even just exploring our emotions maybe just exploring our thoughts and just observing ourselves i don't know exactly how that one could become play, but I've been learning that ones that I never imagined
1: could help in those moments. Well, I mean, do. I think even having a, um, if that's the one that calls to you, like, how can we set up things outside of ourselves to remind you to put on your explorer hat? Oh yeah. You know, what does an explorer use? Do they use? Do mm-hmm. they need a flashlight? Do they need a map? Uh, a map. Mm-hmm. So would you have? You know, a map on your keychain or a map on your desk, or do you know awesome. what I mean? Like, yeah. what are the things that, or even just write the words "explorer" somewhere. Yeah, remember to be an explorer. I mm-hmm. mean, it could be that simple. Yeah. Well, you know? I mean,
0: I loved exploring, but then when I did get into work that didn't excite me that much anymore, I forgot all about that side of myself. Mm-hmm. I, I would think of it and it would just make me sad. You know, like I don't get to do anything anymore. You know, <laughs> but that's not true. That was a story I was telling myself
1: that I was a prisoner to. Um, I really do believe there are ways. Well, it can be confronting mm-hmm. to not shut down because if you stay awake mm-hmm. and you realize that there's this path you're on and it's not working for you, yeah, then what do you do? Yeah, you actually, <laughs> it's like, oh, so now I'm going to ignore that yeah. or I need to do something about that, which means that things are going to change mm-hmm. and you know, that brings up a whole host of reactions of Exactly. change. You know, well, and even
0: happens. just even feeling trapped, no, if when you're an explorer, you don't get trapped. You just turn around and you look in another direction and you see something on the ground. You pick it up. You you know you, you Maybe know, use just, this to bore a hole through this yes, wall. or whatever. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. That's what it's for. Um, another one is the competitor, and that's the one um, like with with anxiety that I'm laughing. Um, the competitor is a person who says Stuart Brown. He he breaks through into the euphoria and excuse me euphoria and creativity of play by enjoying a competitive game with specific rules and enjoys playing to win. He's the Terminator. She's the dominator. And that just cracks me up because I'm like, well, that's so not me. That's why I look at the roller derby and I'm like, that's great. But I'd be like, oh, excuse me. I didn't mean to bump into you.
1: You know? (laughs) Um, Okay. I have to ask you this then because it came up for you around, you were talking about uh, resistance to anxiety, and to yes, anxiety, yes. and or you're having anxiety around the new things that you're really wanting to do, mm-hmm. and resistance. So then you have resistance to doing them. Yeah, yep. and then the competitor came up for you. So yep. how would you, p- like, be a competitor with in those moments? Like, <sighs> what what's? I'm flipping the script now. I know. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're the, right. Yeah. I mean, because I thought
0: about that, and the reason that came up was that I feel like when when I start getting out ahead. You know, when I start feeling like I'm doing the things that I, that I love, that I've been denying myself a really long time, all of a sudden anxiety and resistance just creeps up. And I feel like it's like this monster chasing me. And I'm just like, no, 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 no. You do not get to win this. You do not get to, I've spent way too many years not doing these things. I'm this close to finally giving myself this gift of being able to do these things. If anxiety beats me now, I am not going to like, this is, it's not going to be pretty. I, I need this. I need this right now. And it just makes me want to run even harder. And I mean, even in a day where if, if anybody has had anxiety or that kind of the spinning thoughts mm-hmm. that the, just the irrational fears that are based in nothing. Well, I don't know. I'll figure all that out. But <laughs> I don't know what they're, they're They seem like very irrational fears in the moment. Um, but just telling myself no, You're not going to have a glass of wine to calm down to finish this. No, Mm. you are going to sit at this computer. And one day it literally took me the entire day Mm -hmm. um, to get through some work that should have taken me a few hours because I was just so, there was so much resistance, so much, so much anxiety. But I'm like, today is not a day that that is going to win. And I think there was a competitiveness that came out in me where I'm competing with myself, but I just refused to let that. I refuse to let that monster be in charge Mm -hmm. that day. It doesn't mean it's any easier. It just gives me a new way of looking at it. And every time I am able to conquer it, it's just one more thing that helps me the next time I face it.
1: Totally. Um, yeah, I think sometimes in those moments, even just sitting down and and being like, well, what is this? What is it that I'm saying? Like, listen to the spin Mm. and maybe even write it down. Yeah. And, and then just like, well, which part of me has this fear or Mm -hmm. saying that thing? You know, and being even if you take even a half an hour to do yeah. that, it might save you six hours. Exactly. Of distance, yeah. You know. Yeah. And I think being willing to really engage what's going on with us in a way, again, mm-hmm. where we're compassion with it and not making it wrong and not, pre- not pretending it's not there. Yes.
0: Yes. Not. It's not make believe. Yeah. The, the tools that you as act as actors you use. They're not make-believe. No. You're actually exploring what it is to be human. Yeah, to and to
1: be playful with it. Mm-hmm. And I don't... I, yeah, I hope yeah. you know that can be useful. No, for, absolutely. I actually absolutely. had a friend who wrote a book. Shaleen Atanasio wrote a book. Um, oh, God, can I can't remember the name of it now that we're recording? Shalene, <laughs> um, I'm so sorry. I cannot remember the name <laughs> right now. But it's essentially how... We can use tools that actors use in training, you know, for our everyday life. Absolutely. Um, I'll get it for you. You can put it on. Yeah, because I I can't believe I'm blanking on the name of a book right now. No,
0: no, no. No, no, I actually <laughs> thought
1: that one a long time ago.
0: I'm like, wow, these this, tools I'm learning in acting are pretty amazing, like life tools.
1: Yeah, because um, you're just studying what it is to be human and alive, mm-hmm. and it is a, how do we manipulate ourselves into mm-hmm. things, but that's not wrong. No, because no, no. Manipul- I open the water bottle, I'm manipulating the top, yep.
0: right? It means you're, and actually, this actually goes into the next one, which is the, the director. Uh-huh. The director, they enjoy planning and executing scenes. They're organizers. They're party givers. They lead excursions. Um, but they can be manipulators. That's one of the things Stuart Brown says. But at the same time, all the world's a stage. <laughs> and we are choosing how we you know, act in it. And the director, one of the things you can do is even direct yourself be like, okay, today you're going to play the person who beats the monster who slays the dragon. Yes.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: Totally. And, and that, and that doesn't come naturally to me. Um, uh, being like not all these play personalities are things that I would gravitate toward, but honestly, I believe that most of us have access to all of these things in some way. Um, you know, there's also something like the collector, the people who just love to collect experiences or items. And Chris Gilbo, he had a list of all the countries in the world he wanted to, to visit and mm. was kind of cornered by someone like, oh, you're just, all you care about is checking things off a list. And he said no at the time, but he came back in an interview I just listened to of him on, um, oh brother. Oh, it's called an unemployable podcast. I love it. Um, and he said, no, I actually do enjoy crossing things off a list. It's like he collected all the countries in the world and now he can say he's been there and he can pin that on his wall or say that in his bylines and he collects experiences. And maybe that one wouldn't necessarily apply as much, but if you're an artist or creator, um, or a storyteller, the storyteller is one where imagination is the key to the kingdom. As Stuart Brown says, um, we can write our own stories. We can, you know, put ourselves into different contexts. We can change up how we see the world. And I think that actually also, Goes into the artist and creator um, that were when you're stuck in those moments, and I think what I'm seeing with you, because what I get the example I gave was very concrete and boring. But those oh, are, I don't think so. Well, well, just being in a, being in an office situation, being but I, this, I, right. yeah. Well, but this is why you're here because you don't think so. <laughs> so you, you see beauty, you see opportunity, you see the possibility of something beautiful being created in those moments, and that is accessing our. Our artists, our creator side of play, that mm-hmm. I think just like I would think of myself more as a storyteller and an artist creator, um, I needed the competitor to come out in me, and there it was. I needed, you know, we all have certain pieces of our story that, you know, we may not really. Well, how do we say it? I think when Stuart Brown puts together this list, he's putting together a list of ways that people approach play, and some of us have different proclivities for
1: them, but I think they're also just. They're archetypes, yeah. They're, and they're they have their, their energy us. body. You know, the archetype mm-hmm. of the competitor or the explorer, mm-hmm. and they are their tools. Mm-hmm. I want to get a list. Out. I want to put this okay. out and put it on, like right Absolutely. on my wall on my computer because I know, like for me, the to be able to call on to have the visual trigger mm-hmm. of different archetypes like that around, like my own resistance to doing, you know, mm-hmm. even certain whatever the day is yes. like, I don't live with my own sets of resistances in the moment, you know, and yes. however I choose to navigate them in that moment. Exactly. Um, but I would love to have this list there cause it's, yeah. I think it opens up the realm of possibility. Like mm-hmm. I hadn't thought of being a competitor with like the way you related to resistance. I think that, least, <laughs> you know, it can be really fun, you know, just being like, all right.
0: Well, and it also put together being a storyteller cause yeah. in my
1: head I was make, playing
0: make believe, which, as something as adults, we don't really get to do that often. But right in that moment while we were sitting there having lunch, I was like, Oh, I can play with anxiety. I can turn this into a story. Yeah. The Monster is chasing me. The monster has been on my heels for a long time, but this monster is not going to win, <laughs> no. you know? So it takes the storyteller. It takes the competitive spirit, you know, it kind of turns it in to like its own little way of approaching the world. Um, But it did take me a minute to like think. How would I play with
1: that? Which and your (laughs) answer to that might be different than mine in the moment, and yours on a different day might be different. Mm -hmm. Like I might be like, "Wow, I'm gonna, I need to make that anxiety like it's a little kid who needs a hug." Uh huh. You know, and what does it need? And like you know, versus like I will slay you. Yeah. But you know, you never know which day you need that. Exactly.
0: And sometimes, and it's funny, the very last one, the Joker. And I love the Joker, uh, Stuart Brown says it's the most basic and extreme player throughout history. The Joker's plays always revolves around some kind of nonsense. Um, The first kind of human play we engage with is Joker play as babies. We begin with talking nonsense and our parents even play with us by making silly sounds and laughs and being generally foolish. So kind of class clown type of thing. So this is how Stuart Brown describes this person, but I also thought of um, in storytelling the Joker is an extremely important character I mean, we want to laugh at the Joker and say, it's not important, but I really think that the Joker is a really important character as well. And maybe in some of those really deep and horrible moments, we can find ways to laugh at ourselves. We can find things, some look out into the world for something that just gives us that little tiny bit of levity, you know?
1: Yeah. Or <laughs> a of that thing where I, uh, it, it's a pattern interrupt.
0: It interrupts yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. the pattern exactly. that's happening, mm-hmm. and then it gives us an opportunity mm-hmm. because the pattern's been interrupted in whatever spin we're in. Yeah, to yeah. then look potentially look at it from another angle, mm-hmm. or have access to potentially you know looking at one of these archetypes and bringing them into the situation because yeah. you know we can get so into wherever we're at. Yeah, and then it can be hard to see that there might be some other way to be or a different action to take mm-hmm. or. A different question to ask ourselves, yeah. or you know, so that yeah, Joker is one form of a pattern interrupt. Yeah, for and sure.
0: I, I ended up marrying a Joker, which is great for me because I'm like serious <laughs> he all the time.
1: Oh my gosh, and he's just like, sweetheart,
0: everything's fine. I'm like, well, it's all these, and then he'll just go do something so so silly, and I'll end up laughing, and I'm like, okay, you're. how brilliant of you to organize
1: yourself that way your life that way
0: (laughs) anyway but yeah like so what advice would you give to somebody who might feel like you know I mean because the the coolest part about this is that you don't there is no real formula there's no real way it what it is it's like a list of ingredients that might be right for you today Um, like pick your own adventure choose your own potion and make it that day exactly how it needs to be. But how would you give someone an advice? Like maybe if I, someone like me sitting in the, if I had my moment to go to the bathroom and if I had a minute to figure it out, um, where do you start? You know, someone who's not been trained as an actor, like where do you start?
1: Um, you know, this, I don't, the first, honestly, the first thing that just came up when you said that yeah. was around loving myself Ooh. because if, and if I can put something either into like a, even if I write something on my desk or whatever, like how can I love myself the most right now? Or mm-hmm. at least because from there there's opportunity that to, it's like if I'm loving myself, I'm not going to make myself wrong, mm-hmm.
0: right? For yeah. what I'm
1: experiencing or I might notice that I am, it's like it's that thing with love and fear you mm-hmm. know or and and i think there's an access to ourselves if we're like i'm going to love myself mm-hmm. and the thing is the more we love ourselves the more we can love the person in front of us or mm-hmm. the people in the meeting or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So I guess I might start there and that's kind of confronting cause we have a lot of self worth issues happening yeah. in our society. And you even, know? even
0: being able to love yourself. And people even
1: have stuff around saying that. Yeah. Yeah. So like, yeah. as you say that, I'm like, maybe that's not even the thing to say to someone who you know, has, hasn't even ever looked at any of this stuff, you know, they might need to just, be a bully with themselves or whatever. And you know, it's in a way it is kind of, I think really what it is is when I say loving yourself, what that leads to is being willingness to really get to know yourself and what your triggers are and like what your stories about yourself are and being willing to be intimate with who you, Arm, just like what that just like what things make you sad and insecure yeah. and happy and being willing to engage Yeah, you know i mean if you're loving yourself and willing to get intimate with yourself there's access to playing with all of what it is to be yourself and therefore also what it is to be human because mm-hmm. i mean as above so below as mm-hmm. within so without yeah you know so like these kinds of hermetic belief structures mm-hmm. around in even physics yeah. you know there's the how does like momentum oh god let's see if I can grab it you know like um, potential energy Yes, right yes. Mm-hmm. so if you can take it into the physics realm, it's like well if I'm aware of all of really what if I can get intimate with that mm-hmm. you're actually freeing up potential energy yes. and what's available in the moment because you're not gonna be um without access to, like the stuff that can be going on, can we can we can disassociate? We can yep. pretend it's not there. We can, if if we can get intimate with it and understand mm-hmm. it, it gives us freedom yes. to to then man, truly do manipulate and shift our moment if we need to become our, the director of your story. Yeah. yeah, and and I think most people would like more access to freedom in their own lives, mm-hmm. and I do think that is possible when we're willing to get intimate with. Who we are yes. and what triggers us, and why and and then maybe we'll become interested in that, yeah, in that in other people, mm-hmm. and from there we can create more freedom for ourselves, for the person in front of us and really for our world, mm-hmm. you know, Absolutely. and then we stop making it wrong, that we're human and we have the breadth of mm-hmm. all this life available to us or that we've yeah. got a trauma that needs attention. It's like, yeah, life happens. <laughs> there's this trauma and I took on this thing and and now I think I'm not worth spending the time to get to know myself. Well, yeah. you know, there's nothing wrong with that. It's just like being real with it.
0: Yeah. And when you did say love yourself, I mean, I know there was a time when people would say that to me and I literally would just roll my eyes. Like, what is that even supposed to, what, what, uh, I know that's why know? I almost didn't say it. I was like, Oh God, right. And, and it's so funny that know yourself may be an easier way to get there. I think
1: that we think we're going to be so scared mm-hmm. of it and like, what's going to happen <laughs> if I find out that I'm thinking dark thoughts yeah. or, and then we make them wrong. Yeah. Like, judge ourselves.
0: Our but
1: imagine good. though, if a child was locked in a closet
0: mm-hmm.
1: or something. Say a child is locked in a closet and um, isn't and 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 who's this is going to sound crazy, but maybe they're they're uh, put a gag over their mouth mm-hmm. or something, right? Yeah. When you ask that child to say like, "What's how?" Imagine how that child's going to feel. Yeah. Right. Scared angry, Mm -hmm. probably getting pretty primal, Mm -hmm. pretty dark stuff. And when we have these parts of us that we're not listening to or, and and when we finally go to listen or engage, we might find some pretty angry, frustrated, pent up energies, Mm -hmm. which makes sense. We've been stuffing them places. (laughs) So we there's just kind of a part of a welcoming of that. And if we can get and it's about feeling safe to be able yeah. to welcome that. I think that's what we're starting to unpack here in this conversation mm-hmm. is how can we feel safe yeah. to explore what's going on
0: I'm so grateful that you shared this space with me and you know came into the Silly tree house and <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully and um what are what projects are you working on now like is there anything we can be watching for you in Yeah,
1: oh my god um Well, first of all, thank you. Thank you for this invitation to just engage this space. It's really, it's really juicy. You know, I just, (laughs) I really would love more of us to have access to playing and being safe in our own humanity. Mm -hmm. You know, so thank you. Thank you. And, um, yeah, projects, um. Well, I'm developing a sci-fi series. Yay.
0: Yes. Yes. And... So excited about this! <laughs> yes, definitely. She's definitely an actor and producer.
1: Yeah. So the sci-fi series is taking definitely something that's new for me mm-hmm. in this. I've never developed a television series before, mm-hmm. so that's taken a lot of playful energy to mm-hmm. con- stay committed to. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's called 2115, and it takes place a hundred years from now. Awesome. So you can be looking for that, and. Um, I have a short film right now that we um, we were part of the Forty Eight Film Project, yeah. and um, we we played. We we just got a group together and we had an incredibly playful time with creating it. And we ended up in the top fifteen That's and were shown awesome. at the Directors Guild. So that was really fun. And now we're beginning to um, submit that to other festivals.
0: Awesome! Wow! Yeah, we did that literally in two days.
1: Yeah, we had forty eight hours. I wow. had 48 hours. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I guess those are the most, I've yeah. also been developing a one woman show and I put yes. up 12 minutes of it and I'm um, continuing to develop that. I'll
0: make sure there's a link to that on the show notes and mm, that right. kind of thing. And she's off to Africa next month. So very, yeah. very busy <laughs> <laughs> So I'm very lucky to have had this time with you. So again, thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank <laughs> you. Thanks again for joining me on this week's Playgrounding. Next week, you'll meet my joker of a husband, Justin Fortier, the man who rocked this stuffy woman's world and came up with my podcast catchy title. Wait till you get a load of him. See you then.